When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason. Derek here. Okay, third time, not a charm as far as I'm concerned. Kyrie Irving, there are a lot of people who say this is an apology. Now, just so people know, he apologized, not really, um, and then he was defiant at a news conference. Um, All of a sudden, the team comes out and they say, we're going to give $500,000, and he's going to give $500,000 to the Anti-Defamation League. Adam Silver is outraged that he was so, that Kyrie continued to be so defiant about the um, basically blasting out anti-Semitism on, on, you know, in social media. So, um, I mean, he blasted out a link of a movie that was very anti-Semitic. He wouldn't say, I'm not anti-Semitic. He wouldn't retract the specifics set in the, in, in the film. So then he gets a suspension, and then he issues this. You want to read it, and then we'll go through it. Yeah, um, I'll I'll read it. Um, So Kyrie posted a a rather lengthy post where he said, while doing research on the documentary, I posted a documentary that contained some false anti-Semitic statements, narratives, and language that were untrue and offensive to the Jewish race slash religion, and I take full accountability and responsibility for my actions. I am grateful to have a big platform to share knowledge, and I want to move forward by having an open dialogue to learn more and grow from this. And here's where we get to sort of the crux of it right here. Yes. The apology issue. Here's the the issue. It comes to all Jews. Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected by my posts, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary. I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary I agreed with and disagreed with. Here's the key. That was my words. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust. Stop, or- stop, stop, stop. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Cultural history regarding the Holocaust. That is not an acknowledgement that the Holocaust existed because in the documentary they said it didn't. Yes. It didn't happen. And so, you know, the, now, or it was this, greatly exaggerated. The, the documentary d- identifies it as. This may a be falsehood. parsing. But you're not parsing. I don't this think is I, very I, I, intentional I, by Kyrie. Yeah, I don't think I'm parsing at all. He is saying that basically in the culture, in the, in the Jewish culture, we believe in the Holocaust. We believe it happened, right. and we believe it happened. Not we believe in it. We believe it. We believe it happened. This would be this would be the equivalent yeah. of saying I had no intentions to disrespect any Christian cultural heritage regarding Santa Claus. Correct. Right. It, that, that's exactly exactly it. what he's what, saying. When you qualify. History with the word Jewish cultural, it makes it sound like folklore or right. mythology. Right. It doesn't make it sound like history. And in the 1940s, the Jews were massacred in the Holocaust. That's a fact. And he didn't. And, he's not and, and he didn't disavow the fact. Everybody has been asking about that, and he hasn't responded to it. And he's responding to it this way. This to me is not an apology. And, and he's going to say, "Well, no matter what I say, there's going to be people who don't like the apology." No, no, no. This, this is a shot. 
This is a, in the midst of a long statement, a full-blown shotgun to the stomach. You know what? what, what of the, uh, of now, the I want to say, well, go ahead. I want to say one thing, though. Some people see this a little bit differently. Some people think that Kyrie Irving is not the the brightest bulb necessarily and is trying to sound kind of profound and intellectual, but it's, but he's stepping in it. You know what? And maybe his intentionality Here, is not to say Jewish cultural history is like folklore, but rather that's just how I describe can it. Can I tell you something? Somebody who is unsophisticated is either going to say Holocaust existed, Holocaust didn't exist. To start getting into the cultural history of Jews, that is an intentional thought process to That's minimize. M- that is more sophisticated than saying it did happen or it didn't happen. Yes, yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. But but some people would say he's trying to sound smart. Well, you know, and he sounds, wrote a long thing and, to sound and, smart. What do you think, Jay? You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. I, the more that I read this, though, the more that I think it's inescapable that what he was saying is that I understand that there is disagreement on whether or not the Holocaust yeah. happened. But you Jewish people, it's important to you. and I didn't mean to disrespect. That. I tend to agree with your, your guys take. I'm just saying there are other people who are saying he's just well, stepping in it and not able to. And apologize. the other people are the people that we should be talking about right now, because Kyrie Irving is one person. There is a thing on Twitter now where a lot of people are saying, I stand with Kyrie Irving. Right. They're not standing with Kyrie with a, quote, apology to Jews. Yeah. They're They're standing standing... like the people on the 405 stood with Kanye. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard last night, but uh, the feds issued a warning to all Jewish synagogues in New Jersey that there apparently is some plan for some kind of a mass shooting or, you know, some calamity that is being planned that the feds are trying to give a heads up to. Yep. That's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. You, know, you know who is not stepping up against Kyrie? The NBA. They have suspended him for five games. Now, let's go back. And it, but it's, I know it's minimum a bit of five apple, games. Minimum five games. It's a bit of apples and oranges here, but Ime Adoku, the coach of the Boston Celtics, who had a consensual affair with an employee of the Celtics, was suspended for one year. Mm-hmm. But this man's anti-Semitic... Playing on tropes, uh, linking documentaries, multiple opportunities to clarify, and refusal to do so. Adam Silver's correct outrage gets him, oh, five games. Right. And by the way, notwithstanding those five games, he will earn forty million dollars this year, thirty-four million dollars. Some, some. Jason and I were talking about the the the. The state we're in where the ability to accurately calibrate outrage over different infractions. Yeah. I mean, I think Ime Odoko also deserved to be punished for, for his actions. It's just odd to see such a disparity. They are apples and oranges, but we're not even calibrating the outrage in in, in a way that's productive. Because as you it, said, the rise in sort of anti-Semitic hate and potential violence right. is on the rise. This right. is all it takes. No, it's, it's just it, this rhetoric. And right. then all of a sudden you have hate towards a whole group. It's on the rise like a rocket ship. Yeah. It's yeah, on the it's rise scary. like a rocket yeah. ship. And, and, and again, I, you know, I'm sorry for sounding like a broken record. Guys, if you are listening to this, anybody who's listening to this, get the PBS app. It's 15 bucks. It's worth it. They, they have a, 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 a documentary series with Ken Burns called The U.S. and the Holocaust. Got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. It explains a lot about America, about how anti-Semitism was laced through America for a long, long time, and what we did as a nation during the Holocaust. Because if you think it was Germany there and us here, it is far more connected than that. And you know, and I and, I, and I'm sorry for raising this again, but it's real interesting to me that when I was in school. Charles Lindbergh was simply a hero. That Charles Lindbergh 
was revered. I revered him when I was reading because I love airplanes. And, you know, I mean, I've been to the Aerospace Museum in D.C. 50 times, honestly. And and he's one of the nastiest anti-Semites in American history. But not just a nasty anti-Semite. Public. Yeah. I, you know, Henry Ford was a nasty anti-Semite. So was Walt Disney. They didn't do it necessarily on a public platform. Charles Lindbergh was the head of the America First uh, uh, Project at the organization during World War II. When Franklin Roosevelt was condemning anti-Semitism, he was on the exact other side. He wanted to fight with the Nazis. He wanted to move to Germany. It was public. And he, he had rallies in he, Madison Square Garden. Huge, lots of people. Huge, pro Nazi rallies, huge, rallies not quietly. Huge during rallies. World War II. Yes. Huge rallies during World War II supporting the Nazis. And he was the counterpoint to um, yeah. to uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah, thought we picked the wrong side. <laughs> and it was never meant. And, and look, and I understand too. This is not unique. I mean, there's so much about Black history. Christopher Columbus. Well, there's yes. so much about Black history, yeah. and so much that was buried. And I get it. And all of it's wrong. But my God, Charles Lindbergh to celebrate him and and knowing what everybody knew and not even uttering a word. I never knew about that when I was growing up. I didn't know about it when I was growing up either. And I'm 20 years younger than you. I didn't know Nor about did it when I. I was You look 10. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Nor did I. And I, I was a kid like... of the 80s and he wasn't talked about in these terms. So. You look four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Takeoff. You know, it's... It tragic. is. It, it, it's so tragic. Now we know what this was all about, and when you, it's just hard to process that what they were squabbling about. And by the way, takeoff wasn't even part of the squabble. Yeah. But what they were squabbling about was just stupid, trash talking, <laughs> yeah, and nothing. Right. It's, and it resulted in his death. It is the most. It yeah. is the most petty thing you can imagine. They were trash talking about who's better at basketball. Well, they had a no, game for, of dice. For, for, they were arguing Qua a little bit Quavo about apparently lost. A little bit about dice, yeah. but then it turned into, hey, I'm better than you at basketball, and we would kill you on the court. We would we would we would sort of beat you. Uh that this is ridiculous, and it highlights and sort of the tragedy of guns what, going off and now a life happened. is taken. Yeah. It's they're absurd. arguing about basket about who could beat who at basketball. And it's it's just unbelievable that we've come to this. There's no words for it. I mean, it, it is it is absolutely tragic to to think that weapons were fired, yeah. a life was taken over a oh, over 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 shit talking over posturing about yeah. posturing right about who's better at basketball and they're not even on a basketball court and takeoff uh, wasn't even part of this and he and he was he was just an innocent bystander and yeah. and and you know just I I got to tell you just to think about you know there any murder there's just no way a family fully recovers ever from it but when something this dumb happens that you know it that this is what happened well charlie talked about in our room charlie cotton this is the problem with guns they're like this permanent final solution to everything they, they change everything in one shot and we could have just had a fist fight we could have rumbled they could have fought they could have you know you know jawed back and forth had had a little bit of a fight it's, it's, it's just, ridiculous it's ridiculous what's up everyone it's nick wright and i got something exciting to talk to you about today Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served 
and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Okay, let's talk about Jeff Bezos and uh, Jay-Z. I think this is fascinating that, that we found out that they have been talking to financial institutions about possibly buying the commanders. Yeah. That's historic well it's if it happens. we've seen this before Magic. right which is yeah which is insanely wealthy magnets like uh jeff bezos uh, teaming up with uh celebrities who are insanely wealthy in their own right uh in this case jay-z to buy sports franchises um it would be a fantastic thing first of all the owner of the washington football team the washington commanders uh daniel snyder has had recently been accused of horrible acts of misogyny and uh, doing awful things to women. Not, not, not personally doing awful things, but the treatment of his uh, female uh, uh, subordinates and employees. He's being pushed out by the NFL. He has expressed a willingness to comply with the NFL's desire to get rid of him. So people are stepping up. We've heard some other people, Byron mm-hmm. Allen and a couple of other people, have sort of uh, lightly suggested they might be involved. But the most serious bidder, once you have Bezos involved, you obviously have the most serious bidder because nobody cannot bid him. And then Jay-Z has teamed up with him as well. But and Jay, it's an but, interesting parallel. And Jay-Z is really interesting because Jay-Z, even though, even though Jeff Bezos could buy it on his own, Jay-Z can get investors. Oh, absolutely. Bezos wants that credibility of having Jay-Z. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a huge thing because it would be the first black owner of a team. NFL team, yeah. NFL. NFL yeah. Team. Magic yeah. Johnson did this. I'm in mean, yeah. an NFL team. Right, with, right. The, with the Dodgers, no? Yeah, and you have Michael Jordan with the with the yeah. people. Uh, with but the, the first Charles NFL Lawrence. owner. And also just the credibility that he brings to everything. And the excitement. Yeah. And also, I got to say, Jeff Bezos, we haven't talked enough about the transformation of Jeff Bezos, that he was this kind of you know, Wizard of Oz type guy that you didn't see that much. He was behind the curtain, yeah. pulling all the strings. He's now a full-blown celebrity. He's a yeah. full-blown celebrity. And, and, looks, and looks the part. Loves it. Yes. Loves yeah. it. Hit the gym, got a, got a cute girlfriend, nothing, the whole deal. Nothing wrong with it, but the transformation is, I, I mean, it's pretty remarkable. It's incredible. Uh, he has gone from, like you said, this nerdy guy who started this book company into the second richest man in the world. And beyond that, a full-blown celebrity is dating, uh, obviously, Lauren Sanchez. He's hanging out with celebrities as much as he possibly can. He's traveling on fabulous vacations to the Mediterranean all summer long. And now he's looking Loves, to buy it. Not unlike Elon team. Musk's transformation. Elon, Elon Musk was the baldy we, little computer nerd. And there's one smoking gun in this, which is... 
that the restaurants they choose to go yeah. to, mm-hmm. they choose the five restaurants where you know there are paparazzi, paparazzi at all, time. all the time. Right. Yes. All the time. And there's nothing wrong with it no. at all. And at, at all. But he is so now in the zeitgeist of pop culture. Yes, he is. And loves it. I mean, yeah. you can just yeah. feel it. I mean, it, I, I agree. There's a transparency to their transformation to celebrityhood because they're not very. I don't want to say sophisticated celebrities, but they do go to the the hot spots where you know you go to be seen. It's not like they're hiding their, you know, sort of desire to be in the oh, limelight. No, like some, you know, Leo DiCaprio wears a low ball cap. He doesn't go to those places. But when you tr- try to join that world, you go to Medeo. You right. go to the, the no, Ivy. No, no you go to Nobu. Craig's, it's it's Nobu. very funny to me. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Amazon stock has dropped well over 50% from its highs. Yeah. I know this acutely and personally. He, <laughs> we're talking probably uh, uh, over a hundred billion dollars in potential wealth from Jeff Bezos alone has gone away. Right? Yeah. Does he does he have the same when that's happening no, to somebody? I can already answer. Okay, I've read books on him. Yeah, and people like Jeff Bezos believe so in themselves that. It's all recoverable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all recoverable. He is. He is. It's all just paper losses. God, I hope so. Same <laughs> <laughs> <it>, for us. <laughs> one one of these books talked about his focus, and his focus is almost. It's so singular that he can block out everything else in the world. So when he sets his mind to something, he believes and usually can accomplish it. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things that made Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos. But I don't think he look, and you got to remember too, he lost a hundred billion. He still dollars. has another hundred billion behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's, is there right. any softer landing than when you're Jeff Bezos losing a hundred billion? Yeah. And he's kind of stepped away from Amazon. Yeah, yes. Um, I just always think back to Steve Jobs. That Steve Jobs, when he stepped away, it started to do poorly at Apple, and then he came back and was the, a hero that he couldn't have been had he never left. That's right. That's right. Or it could go the other way, where Bill Gates stepped away and just has been living as a philanthropist, and Microsoft took off. So yeah. you can leave, and it can also be fine. Well, and there can be no, 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 good but, stewards. But in I place. think Bill Gates, Bill Gates's narrative is: I had this company in such a good position that I can now do good for the rest the, of the, the world. The narrative, exactly. the narrative plays out however you want it to play out. That's yes. it's like I put it on the path to the success right, path, and I've been able to do. This. If it failed, well, that's not my. The, the idea is to get out while it's on top. Amazon has a huge NFL deal, by the way, too. Yeah, with showing games. Every so if he night buys Amazon Prime. Yeah, right. he can actually help his own team. You might see more he, commanders games. There's a little bit of conflict of interest. Divest himself of that. It's interesting. Yeah, People yeah. are saying it with Twitter and Elon Musk because Twitter or Elon Musk, when he bought Twitter, brought a bunch of engineers from Tesla in, yeah. and they're saying you can't use Tesla. That's a different public company. <laughs> Tesla Tesla shareholders don't want their engineers used at your personal plaything. But anyway, since yeah. you mentioned Tesla, let's spend two minutes on it because there's something I want to talk about as soon as we're done to end this thing because I'm. This is all I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. But, but before we do, let's do Twitter. So it looks like as we do the podcast right now, it looks like Elon's going to fire half the staff today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ominous there, letter, huh? Ominous. Yeah. Well, it's not even ominous. It's like, <laughs> you know, pack, pack your back. Right. Yeah. We're going to lock the doors. Right. We're turning yeah. off your key cards. So he's clearly going to do it. And, you know, there are people. It's just the weirdest reaction that people have. He bought the company. It's his. It's his. It is a private company owned <laughs> by Elon Musk. This yeah. idea that somebody has an entitlement to work <laughs> yeah. at Twitter because they used to work at Twitter or before it was owned by Elon Musk is preposterous. Yeah. He, he owns the company. It's I a mean, totally brand new company that he owns. He can do whatever he wants. It's so funny because I, I think about, like, my dad owned a liquor store. And I just think, really, you know, look, I understand the difference 
in scope for sure. And but I just also understand scope. the difference in, in importance. But like if somebody came into my dad's liquor store when he owned it and said, you shouldn't be selling that liquor. You should be selling that liquor. This is wrong. Don't sell, I don't know, Smirnoff's because it's Russian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't think it's Russian. I'm not sure. No, it's not. It's, it's, right. it's labeled a but Russian But whatever, brand, right. whatever. It's like. It's his company, and, and and just to take the take it further, these employees. Are and now I'm not lying. saying that it's it's great for America. Certainly not supporting what Elon Musk is doing right. at all. But we're just simply saying that these employees are now saying they want to like file a class action against him for wrongful termination. I mean, imagine take, taking your father's liquor store. Imagine if there, he bought it from somebody. It was a pre-existing liquor store. That's right? why it was called Rick's. My dad's name wasn't Rick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> imagine if the cashier was like, "Oh, you can't fire me just because you bought the company. This is my job forever." No, your dad's coming in. He said, "I want my little Harvey to work the cash no. register here." I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Yeah. Their lawsuit, they're trying to say there aren't notice. Requ- there are notice requirements under California law that yeah, okay. employees deserve certain types okay. of yeah, notice. Yeah, yeah. It's just like tenants deserve no, certain notice. You can either give them notice or you can pay them out a little bit, and that's or, all he's doing. And right. if he's violating no, the law, he should answer to that. Sure. We get him. Anyway, okay, I want to talk about something. So I have been reading and watching um, everybody talking about the midterms and hand-wringing and all this. And look, I mean— I I have grave doubts about our democracy surviving. Yes. I really do. And I hate to say that, but I do. And I'm listening to everybody from Joe Biden on down saying, democracy is at stake, everybody. You've got to go to the polls and vote to support and defend democracy. And, you, you know, you hear it on the other side, too, where people are saying, yeah, d- democracy, guns and this. You know, everybody's talking about defending democracy. I, you know, I've just been thinking so much about this. I don't think Americans are that into democracy. And oh. and and here's why I say wow, that. Wow, this is a hot yeah. take. Go. You, I don't think they you are. You think we want to go back to I, uh, King? You look at what's going on right now in this country, and the recent polls show 50% of the people are not going to believe the results of the election. They say that, that they have doubts about the legitimacy of elections. There are people who are, you know, that you disagree with somebody they're not your opponents. They're your enemies. Right. Um, we have no tolerance anymore in this country for anything. Those are foundational issues with democracy. And if people really believe in democracy, not the word. Everybody, it's easy to say, I believe in democracy. Right, right. Sounds but good. when you drill down and you look at the principles of democracy and you look at what's going on in this country from all sides, you know, especially the wingnuts, um, yeah. On the right, I, I'm sorry. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, but, but yeah, but the intolerance is everywhere. The and intolerance is spread evenly across the board. Everywhere. The desire to to, to say, which some have kind of say, I don't care what the people say. The voters have voted for. We are going to install these people in government. Period. And and shockingly, see, I thought that was all a Republican thing. Yeah. It's more a Republican thing. But Democrats are also saying that now. Yep. So. You know, Donald Trump has poisoned this well so, and people have followed. I mean, you know, it's sort of like when you spread anti-Semitism, you see all the people who come out of, you know, the the shadows. And, you know, there are a lot of people come out of the shadows. And in terms of the principles of democracy, those, you know, the, the, the tent poles, I don't think people well, are into it. There are deep- and, and, and I hate saying that. 
But I believe that. Look, there are deep philosophical questions about uh, democracy is extraordinarily hard to run. It is. And right. and having a despot is much, much easier. Top-down autocracies uh, have their value in a certain respect. My worry is that we're not going to get the enlightened despots that no, we all think we could live with. No you're not going to get the benevolent dictator. ones. Yeah, but right. You're going to get the awful ones. You're skating over what I'm asking. I'm do 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 are, deep down. Do no, Americans are, care about having a democratically elected take, official? If you believe the, I, I'm I'm full of shit. Tell me, but I, I, you know, I've been texting a friend about this. Yeah, and um, Let me, and and yeah. and you know, we've just been talking about it. Look, I I have I have real issues. I don't think it, if I don't had, think it's humans. I think all humans let, deep down desire just this, leadership. If if. If you no, know, but but it's not about leadership. It, you can have leadership in a democracy and a dictatorship. It's about freedom, and it's yeah. about do we really value these freedoms? Do we believe in free speech? And let's let's all assume we're not talking about hate speech or threatening or no, anything no, no. like that. Yeah. But even no. speech you disagree with, how do, valuable are those things? So, to do so, you tolerate yeah. it? Let me put a fine point on what you're what you're asking. So if the question is to all the fifty percent of the country who's anti Donald Trump, right? If you were to say to those fifty percent, if Voting uh, democratically elected. If we all got together and voted, and Donald Trump won, would you want to honor those results, or would you be happy throwing those results out? And then you went to the forty-two percent of Donald Trump supporters, and you said, if Donald Trump were to lose fair and square, would you be happy with those results, or would you, despite those results, would you want Donald Trump implanted as president? I think you're right. I think the va well over fifty percent of the country on both sides would say, I, I, I don't care what the voters say. Be, 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 but it's the, not worth it. I want this person in, or I want this person. But out. but it's not just raw, naked. I want this person in. What it is is these people think that it would be good for the country to have Donald Trump, and it would be detrimental for the country and against its its democratic will. It would be yeah. if the yeah, democratic will is that, to instantiate this person. They're saying, well, instantiating him is bad, so I don't care about the democratic no, will. That, I care about the good of the country. That's the Harvey's point, though. Yes, the but that the is country, what they're saying. Everybody thinks they're voting for the good of the country. Nobody would say they're not voting for the good of the country. Right, right. but no one is saying they're anti-democratic. Everyone no, is just I saying that. the value of the country nobody, is higher than, nobody than democratic. Nobody says it, but what are they? But when you look at what they're, they're saying. I mean, are they really democratic? No, I they're mean, not. Look, they're in deeply I, not. In, I was deeply involved in Robert Kennedy's presidential campaign. And, you know, when he was assassinated, um, it was hard getting behind Hubert Humphrey, um, who was the Democratic nominee. But the option was Richard Nixon. Yes. And as a well, young person, as a Democrat, um, I remember feeling, and especially because of my work with Robert Kennedy, when the night of the election, when Richard Nixon won, was one of the most heartbreaking things that I can, it, it was, it was, and, and so many people felt the same way. I mean, you saw all these young people crying. It was a huge election. Yeah, not the silent majority, but. No, <laughs> nobody said this election is invalid. Nobody said he's not my president. We accepted it. And it was horrible and heart-wrenching to do. But it was un inconceivable today. I mean, can you imagine if Donald if Donald Trump wins in 2024 and he's going to run if he wins? 
you know, there are going to be people saying, well, you know, they installed all these, you know, secretaries of state who are wingnuts. They um, have engaged in voter intimidation. They have gerrymandered things. To, uh, you know, they're going to get into a million things. Yeah. And the, and the left is going to attack the legitimacy. Everyone's worried about the right attacking well, the legitimacy. But, but, but the loses, left, the and, right is going to go crazy. Correct. Right? But everyone if is self-serving. Loses, if he loses. We've already seen what will happen. Exactly. happening right now. Oh, yeah. if he loses. They're going to have an insurrection in January 6th. will happen all over. Right. Again. I, so, I think it goes way, way beyond worse, the, right. way beyond the Capitol. But right. so then both sides will be attacking legitimacy. Yeah. So yeah. so that's the problem. So yeah. uh, so yeah. so I I know you said oh god when when I said it you said oh that's a hot take. It's yeah. like I, I didn't know where you were going with it, but I, I agree with you that there are the the vast majority of Americans. I, I totally agree. Would prefer to have their candidate in, especially as it revolves around Donald Trump. That he he's a singular personality. As it relates to Donald Trump, a vast majority would either like him in or out, regardless of the will of the voters. Correct. Uh, it's. And I'm not sure, so sure it's all bound up with Trump anymore. I think I think it's bound up with their values. I think if DeSantis were running, they would also say, I know. Like, it wouldn't be it's illegitimate for him to lose. There's a point I think there. it's I transferable how, yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. anyway. We are becoming a banana republic. I, I hate our, uh, I, a I, massively sized, economically dominant banana republic. It's I mean, wild. Yeah. Guys, can you imagine what's going to happen in a week? I mean, the, I don't think we're going to get election full as election results next Tuesday uh, for Re- sure. Republicans going to take both the House and Senate. It's not. It's not. Well, no, close. no, no. But I'm saying, and and who knows? There may be certain races. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the Senate side that are going to be contested. But are people going to accept the 2022 results? I think the losing side. There's going to be a significant number who are going to say it was rigged. Yeah. No matter who Although wins or loses. Although it's a test of our institution. And by then the we'll way, have court and, cases like we had last time, and, and the courts will come down uniformly in one direction, and then we will have Joe irrelevant. Biden has had a presidency. Very irrelevant. Yeah, but Joe Biden's well, had a presidency. I, yeah, there I were mean, 60 courts that said that he, the 2020 election was legit. But he's president. But Joe so Biden has irrelevant. been a president. Yeah, huh? you know? it's not, it's He's had an administration. Because those court systems upheld, uh, held there's up. Still, there's still so, so many people are saying the election. I, I know, but because those court systems held up, he's sitting in the White House today. Correct. Making decisions and leading the armed Donald forces. Trump didn't run the uh, military right. through there the White House. There is a point there. There's a point. There. So far. I didn't realize okay. how close we were until uh, until yes. these January 6th hearings. Of course. We were super close. My, yeah. Mike, Mike Pence saved the democracy. Mike, and, Mike, and, he, but for him, we would not have. He saved the Trump. Sitting with, I'm telling you, without Mike Pence doing what he did, we had Donald Trump sitting in the Oval Office with right a military now junta. with three, uh, yeah. with three, uh, three deep military surrounding the White House and martial law being imposed in many states in this country. One That's fi- what we would have right now. One final question: If Donald Trump were to get elected in 2024, would he ever leave office for the rest of his life? No, never. Not only that, there would be people imprisoned who spoke out. Uh, about uh, against and protested. Against I don't think he'd ever leave. And you know who said that first? Very first, Bill Maher. Bill yeah. Maher said it about the first administration. Very early, he said he will never leave willingly. And he was right. I thought it was Richard. He Nixon was born out. <laughs> he was. Have a good weekend. Bye.